Hello. Hey, Kyle. Hey, how's it going? <clears throat> it's going all right. You got a got a little cold there? No, I just uh, no ate. Oh, okay. And my sinuses act up a little bit after I eat. <clears throat> yeah, I I get the same thing. Yeah. And I, I overate. I ate barbecue, and then I I had this craving where I was like. I don't need to eat anymore. I'm full. But I had a, I had to go get Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling too. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a <clears throat> I'm probably gonna have a sugar crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I ate a medium hot fudge sundae. For some reason, I just couldn't shake it. It's not like I felt like going out again. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. going out and driving to get it. But the craving just, it just, I couldn't beat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was defeated. It's funny. It's, it's like it, it almost kind of takes a little bit more for me now to like leave the house because it's like, it, it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's expected that you stay home. So yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel like going. I didn't want to, but. My stomach and cravings just said, you must have a hot fudge sundae. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't we, know why we, it is. Like when I got, I don't know, like when I turned 50, it's like every time I eat, for some reason, my sinuses just, <clears throat> they act up. <clears throat> and it's only for about half hour after I eat. Yeah, I get like the it's almost like uh like a post nasal drip that I get like after I eat. Yeah. Bothers my throat. Makes you not want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it almost. Yeah. Almost, yeah. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. So how we've, have you been? Uh, pretty good. We we had we've actually had some some warm days here. Yeah, the past Bill, couple days I talked and... to Bill this morning and he was so excited. He's like, "We got sunshine." Yeah, <laughs> and yes, we were above yes, the thirties. <laughs> yeah, yesterday felt like spring, and yeah. today was warm again, but it was rainy. But we, because I remember last time we talked, we were getting hammered with snow and. Mm. Now we don't have any snow. <laughs> yeah. It's all gone. We got hammered with snow last, was it Thursday? I can't remember what day it was, but it was like eight inches. And, oh, wow. And uh, it melted fast. And we didn't, we didn't get like that high. We got into like the mid-40s if, if that high. Yeah. And it just melted everything, man. Yeah, that's pretty much been our winter here. We get snow and then it's gone in like a day or two, like it melts yeah. in a day or two. Except for the 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 last, uh, like two three weeks ago, we got a bunch and it stuck around for a while. But you know, yeah, yeah. And then I was sitting, I was sitting here this evening before dinner. Um, I was sitting in my recliner. Uh, I, I was actually 
finishing up on my reading and I got started getting a, getting a bunch of emails from uh, from my daughter's school and they uh, so apparently my they had like a, a positive COVID case in my daughter's class so oh no so their whole class has to quarantine now for two weeks <laughs> oh wow but the the weird thing is they so so I immediately said um, you know so both of them now are not going to be able to go to school well for some reason they're still going to let their siblings go which is odd to me very odd yeah that so that doesn't really stop the spreading but no but oh i mean i'll take it because our our youngest loves school and she would be she would uh not be, be super too happy depressed yeah yeah because because like if she because with the the older one with their whole class being quarantined they're gonna still have like calls and everything for class but but if the younger one had to quarantine, she wouldn't have any like structure. She'd just have different activities that she would have to do. Basically, she'd just have like a list of things to do for two weeks. Yeah. And that would that would suck. Yeah, that's it's got to be rough. But you guys are pretty much in quarantine anyway. Yeah, you, we're you both we're, work from home, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're working from home. Yeah, it's just it's it's hard on us when the kids are home, you know, because yeah, it's we hard. Gotta... You have to if you have to break for an hour, you have to break for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you have to do. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, it's it's really hard to work and focus and get stuff done. It's hard for me there. to focus, yeah. and I don't have any kids when, <laughs> yeah. when I have to work at home. Oh, I know. I'm it's the like, same. holy moly, general, it's just trip. like, <laughs> there's this yeah. pile of comics that need to be read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me, I take plenty of breaks during the day. Yeah. Yeah. I took, uh, I took, what is it, Thursday off for mm. a doctor's appointment, and they canceled my doctor's appointment because of snow. Yeah. And I just decided to take the day off anyway. I was going to yeah. work from home and then I'm like, nah, screw it. Nice. <clears throat> so I didn't even go in. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So static and hellblazer tied and we needed a tiebreaker. And uh, two people replied to the tiebreaker, and it was both static. Wow. But Rob Krieger okay. is the one that really broke it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, that was my first time reading Static, so I I was I was glad to. I glad had started to, to read it. it again, like when I finished the run, mm -hmm. and I never finished it. Yeah. For some reason, like. I wanted, I just kept going on hardware. Like, mm -hmm. I liked it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've i read, um, I've got a handful of hardware issues that I've read um, in physical, um, and that was kind of my first exposure, like, to the 
milestone stuff and i really loved hardware um but after reading the the i read the four issues of static yeah uh, i know they have the fifth one on there now but i just i, I just i just read the whole thing because the fifth one just showed up i think on monday or tuesday yeah but yeah i i'm i really liked what i've read of static so far yeah. and i i definitely plan to to keep going as they keep adding i, li- I like that they didn't edit it like i thought i thought with like the terms that they use in the book like the n-word and stuff like that mm. that they might mm-hmm. in today's world you know yeah like, yeah censor it or something yeah uh but they didn't they kind of left it in in context so mm-hmm. i was pretty glad about that yeah and i i i'm glad about that too and i think that um it, it definitely if they edited it it definitely would take away from the the i think the character and the whole purpose of these these books you know like yeah. i think these these books have that uh i mean the, the soul of these books is really tied deeply into race so yeah I, diversity I, yeah yeah I still can't believe, though, that's, that that um, he never realized that Frida was dating the other guy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he he was friends with the other guy. Like he, he, they were like buddies, and it's like everybody knew mm-hmm. except for him. Yeah, yeah, and it's the. It's that uh, I'm sure everybody's had that feeling, but like reading, reading like his his and Frida's relationship, like everybody or, you know, every guy at least has that um, experience, you know, where you have a, a a friend like that, that that you end up liking a little bit more than, you know, they like you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, so... it it was interesting too because it it goes against the norm like usually when they find out that you're a superhero they're more attracted to you or something like yeah it's more stereotypical and in this case it didn't really change from her perspective their friendship yeah, and I think that that shows a lot about her character. You know, she's yeah. not, she doesn't care about like the the limelight or anything. Like she, she really likes Virgil as a friend, and yeah, it doesn't matter what what uh, status he has. I thought that um, the white gang was funny drawn. They were drawn so funny. Because they they all wore like yellow jackets. Oh yeah. And, and they they some of them didn't even look like gangbangers, you know. They kind of they had that one nerd guy. Like they were pestering Frida at the arcade, right? I mean. Yeah. And it it's like they they just looked weird. It was it was very strange. Like a couple of them looked like non-threat. They looked more like they'd be in the nerd group than than yeah. gangbangers yeah yeah and it's like a it's like an all-white gang right yeah 
it's an yeah, all white gang. Five Five Alarm Crew is their name. But I think it I think it makes sense because in one of the issues, the mother says to Virgil, "We we left that other school to get you away from the gangs." You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe now that they they left wherever area they were in, now they have the white gangs. So yeah, has to deal with them. Yeah, they probably left the the rougher part, and now in the little bit nicer part, it's white gangs. <laughs> yeah. But they were violent, man. I, I thought yeah, they were. The... I thought they were like hardcore. Like, I couldn't believe like Frida kept her composure when it looked so. Um. He, she didn't know what they were gonna do with her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It almost looked like sex sexual like they were going to take her and mm-hmm. do with whatever they wanted with her when they really were trying to take her to bring her to the that other the leader of the gang that has the fire powers yeah uh hot streak hot streak yeah. yeah yeah so the yeah their leader has powers just like virgil does and he he kicked his ass um Mm-hmm. Virgil kicked the gangs, but like all of them. Yeah. And then the next day they invaded the school, which was kind of violent because mm-hmm. one of the one of the guys came and like slapped the teacher. Like <laughs> he punched the teacher. Yeah. And they were there to take Frida, and they grabbed her, and then Virgil went back out, and then he got his ass kicked by Hot Streak. And then he kind of got his composure. He uses his, like, I think he, like, is smart, like, a decent student because he seems to use, like, his chemistry background and science to, like, defeat a couple of these guys. Like, he's used it, like, two or three times already. He used it with Tar, uh, what is it? Tarmac. Tarmac. I can never remember it, but I got to think airplanes, the tarmac. (laughs) Yeah, uh, he he thinks uh, he actually thinks about like uh, chemical reactions and and, uh, you know, what his powers, how his powers are going to interact with things. Um, So, yeah, he definitely defeated he defeated hot streak because he's like, Oh, you seem to be like absorbing this. And if I take it away from you, then you're going to lose your power. And uh... yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he basically, yeah, he basically learned, uh, he kind of learned his moves too. Like he knew, um, he knew what he had to do to counter each of hot streaks moves and basically just made him, made him. So he was harmless. And then the there was the second issue was the origin story sort of, uh, which showed that uh, he was getting picked on at school and he was kind of going down a dark path because somebody gave him a gun and he was going to use the gun to kill that it, guy. <laughs> yeah, his buddy, uh, yeah. Frida, Frida's boyfriend, <laughs> which I think it's funny that 
whenever Frida was like getting messed with by those guys, he was never around. You know, yeah. it was always Virgil that was there. Yeah. So Virgil pretty much was kind of like her protector. And he gave him a gun, and mm-hmm. he was going to use it. He came close. He had him in the crosshairs. Yeah. And he he didn't pull it. He's like, I can't do this. And that's when the the big bang went off in the Paris Island. And that's where Virgil got his powers from. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then I felt issue three was similar to Hot Streak in the fact that Tarmac just wanted he just wanted to pick on Static. You know, he was just going after Static. And later on you learn that he was told to go after Static to test him because Holocaust wanted mm-hmm. him to test test his powers. <clears throat> and and Holocaust, um, he shows up in other books, right? He's Blood, uh, Blood Syndicate. Blood Syndicate, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he's a, he's not a good he's a he's not a good superhero type. Yeah, he's more 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 violent and Yeah, he uh, was part of the yeah. gang. I think he was part of Blood Syndicate and then he left Blood Syndicate because they had too many rules and he wanted to like globalize his crime. <laughs> <laughs> and he attacks like a uh, a crime lord with Virgil. Yeah, they just go to the mansion and just start blowing stuff up. And it gets dark because he he goes after the guy's son, and that's yeah. when Virgil says, "Uh, uh, uh, you know, you ain't <laughs> doing this while I'm here." Yeah. He he was used in that issue, like he didn't. I I can't believe he didn't snap like right away. What what was being done? But he 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 was along for the ride because. He was, he was like showing them. Well, you can make money with these powers. Oh, you like women? You can have women. Now these <laughs> these women will be yours. You could have all three of these women if you want. <laughs> yeah, and Virgil was kind of in a he was he's kind of in a desperate spot too. Like he just lost his job. He just yeah. found out that that Frida was was dating his friend. Um, so he's pretty upset about all those things. So he, he, he kind of saw like a chance to maybe make some money and get his mom off his back. So he almost, yeah, he almost went through with it, but in the end he did, uh, he did the right thing and protected that kid. I do like his mom. Um, yeah, yeah. Because there's a scene where, because this sister's almost like a tattletale. <laughs> she's just like, oh, you know, he lost his job, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, well, you get off your ass and you get a job then. <laughs> yeah, she, ha- yeah she, she wants the sister to go take the job that he just lost. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty funny. And they, uh, <laughs> one of the things the letter does in in this book i don't know if it's in the other books too but they when they cuss it's not like your typical comic book cussing which is like 
asterisk pound, you know, like the symbols. Yeah. It's it's like a squiggly line, like, it's like going scr- over the words, like scratchy. Yeah, it's like scribbled out. Yeah, but that's that's actually by design as opposed to what we were talking about, like the um, you know certain words being edited out. Well, they use a couple derogatory terms, like yeah, yeah. The white gang used the term monkey a couple yeah. of times, and yeah. then they used the N word. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't used like overused. It was mostly when that with that white gang. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, he defeats Tarmac using chemistry, Holocaust. He doesn't defeat, but he like separates from him and stops him from killing that the boy of that the gangster. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if that's where four ended because I read five. I just know five had to do with a religious gathering, and I don't know if you got there. No, I I didn't read five. Um... That one's interesting from a perspective of. Um, he uh, he gets asked to like go to this um, uh, speaking venue where they're trying to unite whites and blacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like they have a a preacher that's black and a Jewish you know um, guy from the synagogue that are kind of like joining the two teams, you know, mm-hmm. joining the, and then there's some guy called command. What was his name? Commando X that is sort of, doesn't want the, the union between blacks and whites. And, uh, Virgil was, I mean, not static was supposed to speak there, but he never got a chance <laughs> because commando X came, but, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's a good series. And, uh, there was like it was a whole issue where he didn't even talk to Frida. Like he, she yeah. would call and he would just hang up. Yeah, he was pretty rude to her in issue four on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, but, I like but at it. the same it's time, a... I, it was sort of weird that, like, I don't I don't blame him for sort of being angry from one perspective because he went to go do like. Dungeons and Dragons night with his friends Mm -hmm. and while he was there his friends they were like we all knew like they all (laughs) they all knew what was going on and he was the only one that had no clue and it it was kind of weird to find out that well everybody in the world knew and then you guys kept this from me almost like knowing that she wanted to keep his freedom you know his friendship Mm-hmm. And not tell him because she thought he would, which he did kind of flip out. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's worse is not knowing or knowing and then adjusting. I don't know. And I think, uh, I don't think his friends knew that he liked her um, because there was a point in one of the issues where he made a comment to one of his friends and his, he made a comment about Frida and his friend was like, um 
kind of uh, it, it, the friend was kind of like unsure, like about what, like you could tell that it was uh, it was not known that that he felt that way about her. Yeah. But I think Frida's boyfriend knew. Probably, yeah. I I think he was in on keeping it a secret. Yeah. So yeah, it was a uh, it was fun. I I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, I'm really glad they're putting those milestone books on. Yeah, yeah I hope they keep the pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I hope they do Blood Syndicate. Is that the only one they're missing right now? Uh, the only launch one they're missing. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see here. I think they launched with those four books. Uh, Icon, Static, um, Hardware, and uh, Blood Syndicate was, was the next one. And Blood Syndicate of, of the four is the darkest book because it's from a criminal perspective. Yeah. Those guys are not... They're in a gang. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if they if they actually put that one out. Yeah, and hopefully. I, I know they solicited something. There's a milestone one-shot in the next... Uh, DC Connect. Oh, cool. Yeah, for print. And then I saw on the Milestone Facebook page, there's... It must be not not for this coming previews, but the one after it. I think they're launching like three three Milestone books. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, like ongoings or like yeah. miniseries? Oh, miniseries, wow. I think. Static is one of them. I don't remember what the other... Let me see if I can see what the other two are. Uh, Milestone. Yeah, I, know, I know a long time ago that it was rumored that they were going to do something with it. Yeah, there, there was a... There was some court stuff that had to go on between mm-hmm. like who owned what and it was it mm-hmm. was more of a political thing. Yeah. Let me see if <clears throat> there's been a lot of activity on this page and I like joined it years ago and it was like dead. <laughs> it's starting to uh Static Season 1, uh, Icon Rocket, and Hardware. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh. And the one that I like the most, or the one that I'm more experienced with, I guess, the one I read the most of is Hardware. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember I read Static Number 1 and 2, I think about six or seven years ago. So I, I like remembered Frida getting picked on and stuff like that, but I didn't remember a lot of the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Finding his identity right away. 
I think that it, uh, at least for me, um, with with certain books, especially like a book like that, I think um, I think coming back to it helps um, helps you see different things or see things in a different way, just yeah. based on you know based on your experiences and mm-hmm. maturity and whatnot, but. Yep, that was a good a good choice for sure. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much I read the next issue. <laughs> and I'll probably <laughs> keep just reading that that one as they come out. Yeah, I will too. I really like that. And not having read it before, I'd like to like to read all the milestone stuff. Yeah. What do you think of the artwork? You like it? Yeah, I do. I mean, it, it definitely uh, it definitely feels very '90s, and it's it gives me kind of a it kind of gives me like a Valiant vibe. Um, really? Yeah, it does a little bit. Um, For me, it just, gives me more like of a Bill Sinkovich vibe because it's it's not quite as crazy as his art, but it's got like a scratchiness to it that yeah, it's, reminds it's more me of, of that. A, yeah, it's more of a loose, loose kind of uh, line style. Um, it, wor- it works well for like the special effects of his powers. Oh yeah, it's it does. Yeah, static and it's scratchy. <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's kind of like you know actually what it reminds me of um, in, in a modern sense is it reminds me of the guy that did the. Um, the guy that did the um, the Flash uh, when uh, Josh Williamson started on that, um, he, he has a real scratchy style like that, and he used it with the the lightning bolts also, and it it, it worked really well for the Flash, yeah. I thought, because everything a... looked like it was kind of moving or vibrating. Yeah. It's John Paul Leon that is the artist, and Dwayne McDuffie, and uh, Robert Washington III. I, I I assume that Dwayne McDuffie's sort of like the primary plotter, and then Robert Washington does the dialogue and stuff. But it's hard to yeah. tell. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Does he have a father? There, there's one scene where I saw the man in there, but it never. Does Virgil have a dad? Uh, I didn't get that impression. Uh, but I, didn't I don't either. But there's one scene where there's another guy there. In in his house. Yeah. I'll have to look and. I might have been in the next issue that you didn't read. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I'm not sure where it showed up, but I was like, who is this guy? And I, I found it odd that it never s- said who it was. Because it's his sister and his mom, and then who's this other person? <laughs> like, I, That's the part that I didn't get. Because they introduced the sister, they introduced the mom. I, I assume he didn't have a dad, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer that he lost his job because he didn't do it. He didn't leave because he he left because he had to. 
Yeah, the wasn't it Tarmac was destroying stuff or Yeah, Tarmac was uh Tarmac was destroying stuff and he was actually like trying to like call him out basically to come yeah. and fight him. Um but he he just didn't give any explanation. He just left his job. <laughs> mm. So that was static, and then we have some future state books and Legion of Superheroes. Do you want to do Legion real quick? Oh, did we do Legion? <laughs> oh, did you not? Did you not read it? No, I did the Superman ones. Okay, <laughs> I we'll skip Legion. Forgot about Legion. <laughs> oh my God! I will say though that I I have to read the Legion Future States now. I don't know if you picture it. It seems to continue there. Oh, because we picked we picked issue twelve of Legion, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right, because we were gonna finish it. Yeah, um, yeah. I completely we, forgot about we could that. Save that for next time. Yeah, I did get the Legion Future State stuff though. Well, we can move that to the next episode yeah. too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and I just actually I just got my box. Um, I just got my box yesterday or yesterday or friday maybe it was yeah. friday do you do you get other things in your box that are not in dc or is it almost all dc um there's a couple image books that i get um and then i've been getting all the black hammer stuff oh yeah yeah um but yeah like i get spawn and then i get um uh Oh, I've been getting the, um, I've been getting the new, um, uh, is it Rick Remender, the, uh, the scumbag book? Oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I Did lo- you read I the love- first issue where he like shit on the floor? <laughs> like he just oh, did- <laughs> I love that book. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I think I've read, uh, I think I've read the. <clears throat> first four issues of it yeah i only read Uh the first one but it was pretty good yeah and it 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 continues like it's it's so crazy and it's hilarious it's really good yeah it's it's like what if the super the captain america super soldier serum fell into the (laughs) absolute worst person in the the universe (laughs) i i love it because they really like they really just want to get rid of him and get him out of their hair but they're yeah. like he, he's got this serum in him we have no choice <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but the stuff he asks for um when they want him to when they want him to help out the stuff he asks for he has like he asked for like this crazy car um he asked for like a briefcase full of drugs yeah um, he's a drug addict like he, a, bu- a bunch he's... of money yeah He's such a drug addict that he can't decide if he wants to go poop or inject some heroin in his arm. And yeah. he decides, well, why can't I do both? So I'll just, I'll go he's, outside and inject the heroin. on the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, poop on the sidewalk. He does make an attempt to go to the bathroom, but for some reason it's like taped off with like crime yeah. tape or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> 
<laughs> and then I love uh, and throughout the whole thing, like he keeps ca- like he keeps uh, calling his his dealer his best friend, and and the dealer's like, I don't I don't even like you. <laughs> nope, nobody likes him. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, he steals from uh, Salvation Army thing to buy drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, pretty, he's a low life. Yeah, yeah. It's drawn <laughs> really well too. It's um, it is a valiant yeah. artist. It's um, I can't think of his name. Larosa. Yeah, Louis Larosa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's like random books like that that I'll find that I that I get. Yeah. That's, that was a really good one. I like Taha too, but that one is is really weird. It's in the I don't know how far they can take it because it's so far all about clowns, but uh, <laughs> it, it's like uh the clown of the week horror story. But uh, so we have Superman of Metropolis and uh, one and two. And did you get one and two of the other one too? Worlds of War. Yeah, Worlds of War. Yep. Yep. And I don't know what it is, but I like Worlds of War better. Like I, I. I, I do too. Yeah. I just think it's like I like it better as an anthology because I like I like the Midnighter and I thought the Mr. Miracle story was way better in it than mm-hmm. the one that was in Superman of Metropolis. But I like mm-hmm. the premise of Superman of Metropolis. Like I think it I think the premise was really awesome. Like brain cells like a futuristic brainiac yeah made made uh by star right by star yeah. labs um from uh like a piece of brainiac flesh or something right <laughs> yeah that was that was really uh that was really weird but yeah it's a really cool idea and and then obviously like jonathan i guess it's like his first year Superman um, kind of on his own yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah and basically him dealing with <laughs> being Superman and everything that goes along with that but he makes a crazy decision and it yeah it kind of matters to the other books because it yeah matters to all the other stories it, it drives like just like the magistrate drives everything that's in the bat universe the metropolis gets sort of uh, shrunk and put into a, a candor bottle if you will yeah and he's trying to save it from brain cell yeah so he he trying to save it he he thinks he can shrink it down and basically hide it so it so he can't even get to the city (laughs) which i mean is it's definitely a creative idea um but he he doesn't really think about like what will happen to the people in there yeah and the and that's where the other two stories 
happen is because Mr. Miracle is in Metropolis. <laughs> so, yeah. is the, so is the Guardian. And I thought that was really a really cool touch of having uh, Mr. Miracle in there as well as the Guardian. And Mr. Miracle being in there is really cool because, you know, how is he going to escape, you know, from the bottle? From the bottle, uh, yeah. And then the Guardian, uh, I, I really liked the Guardian story, too. I thought that was cool because um, you got the whole thing with Jimmy Olsen also. Well, he has uh, to save Jimmy Olsen, right? Yeah, Jimmy was kind of Who's taking... the villain, Mary? or what Honest, is Ma- Honest, Honest Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. She's like trying. She's trying to be like a revolutionary type and um get people on her side. Um, and she's she's kind of, I guess she's kind of against all the against Jimmy uh, Olsen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So the writer for the first story is uh Sean Lewis, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. And the second two stories are by Brandon e- Easton. Or is there another writer? I didn't uh, write them down, but I know yeah, they're the Br- writers. Brandon Easton on Mr. Miracle. And the the writer changes, I think, because Mr. Miracle crosses over into the other book. Yeah, and I don't know if it does or not, because it still has Easton listed on the cover. Uh... Okay, maybe it is. It seemed like a different story, though. Like, even the way he interacts with the mother box. Like, I, I much preferred the way Mr. Miracle interacted with the mother box in the other book. I thought that was the best part of it. Well, so... He calls uh, the mother box MB. Yeah, so on uh, in the Worlds of War book, Mr. Miracle's... Um, he's on War World. And I don't yeah, know if it's Yeah, because he, he, he like boom different... tubes over from Metropolis to... War World. Okay, yeah. So it is a, it's it is a different story because it takes place after Superman of Metropolis number two. Yeah. So after the, I guess the first little arc. That's that it, it. Has an asterisk saying like read number two, but if you look at the release schedule, that's not how it worked. Oh, I know. Yeah, because that's what was weird. Because I read Superman Worlds of War number one first, and then I got to the Mr. Miracle story, and I saw that, and so I actually waited on reading the Mr. Miracle story until I read the other. I actually read them in the release order because I thought that was the way to do it. (laughs) Well, it would make sense. I mean... uh, that should that they should always kind of try to line it up that way. I think. Yeah, it was just weird. It said, "Go read this one first, and if you, <laughs> if you, you couldn't. Yeah. Like it wasn't out that week. You had to wait <laughs> a week before it w- it was done out of. And it really, that's the only story that's affected. 
Like you, you don't yeah. care about the Superman story is totally different. The you're on a different world. All the all the stories that are in the worlds of uh, war are on war world. Yeah. And deal Which with I... Mongol and being on that war world. And I and like a lot that. of Midnighter. Like a lot of like Midnighter. The... Yeah, yeah, I liked that they all had the um a tie to that same Superman story. And it was tied to the Metropolis story too. Yeah. Because, because it references John like Mhm. So you know it's all happening at the same time. It's just all the circumstances, one's on Earth and one's on War World. I, I I like the other one better as far as a Superman story because I there there are people that like like Superman stories like to have Superman in action and mm-hmm. I tend to like the stories about the people that see Superman more than yeah. I do the actual Superman stories and uh, in in the future there's like a cult that worships. Superman and they're like on this retreat and it really focuses around a a girl that uh says she was sort of saved or redirected by Clark. But yeah. you gotta remember that everybody knows that Clark is Superman. Yeah. It's just whatever what whatever he wrote is what affected her. And that that uh so I I liked the even from the beginning. I liked the worlds of wars, um, the worlds of war issues better. But once I got to number two and read that part, I I was like hooked. Um, that was my I, favorite part. Is when she tell she's with that other character, and she's saying, "Well, this is this is my story, and this is why I think Clark Kent." And then it has it, it's so cool because it has him. It has Superman fighting on the world, you know? Yeah, in the background. In the yeah. background. So and... she's like commentating <laughs> about something that Clark wrote, but it has to do with the current situation that he's facing on War World. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, and this was... Uh... Who was this? Was Philip Kennedy Johnson? Yeah, he's gonna, be, he's gonna be writing Superman too. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 very happy. Yeah. He, after he's gonna after, be after reading this, I'm very happy yeah. that he's writing it. Oh yeah, me too for sure. This I mean this the the portion that's in issue two like really blew me away. Like that was uh, it was really like moving. That's what sold me. Like I was like, "Oh, this is so good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> issue one is good. I I, I yeah. like the fact that that if you look at the that religious retreat where everybody's there to talk about Superman, mm-hmm. it's so interesting to see all the different people because it's almost like the writers saying, "Well." I know that Superman's fan base are composed of all these different types of people. <laughs> well, yeah, and they all they all <laughs> like 
they all are drawn to something different. Different, right, right. And that's that's what's interesting. And I, I think from his perspective is he's saying, I realize that you're all out there and you all want your Superman stories, but this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you still get to see, like, Superman in action um, in, in issue one. Uh, but he's getting it's... beat up pretty bad, though, in my opinion. He's not like, yeah, he, he, in... se- he seems very depowered in the gladiator pit. Oh, he is. I think they make they do. They say something about his powers. Um, not not. He doesn't have his powers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, I thought they mentioned that. Um, but uh, I was I was kind of talking about like an issue one, like just when people are people are telling their story, their Superman stories, we kind of get to see him in action, kind of how he normally is. Um, but then, yeah, when he's on War World, it's it's like a gladiator thing and he's depowered and basically Mongols just using him for entertainment and. Sounds and, like he's dying and bringing him back. I mean, that's the impression I got. Well, yeah, because Superman refuses to kill any of these people that he's fighting. So yeah. I think he, he ends up getting killed every in every fight. And then Mongol, I think, brings him back. And let's him fight again the next day. Yeah. But uh, Superman kind of has a plan, though. I'm not sure how effective it'll be, but... Um, cause he makes the comment at, at the end, I think of issue number two, um, when Mongol says he's going to keep killing him and bringing him back. Like how many, how many slaves have you failed to save? Um, how many, how many times have I slain you then resurrected you? Yeah. Um, and Superman just says, I won't leave until I've broken every chain on war world. And I think um, I think Action Comics is going to have a backup with Midnighter in it too. So that's what it seems uh, like, and I'm really excited for that. So that's I, what I loved this Midnighter story too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it fooled fun. me though because I thought I thought at the end of one it really was Apollo. Like yeah, I, I really yep. thought it was, and he's like, "No, you're not Apollo." And he turns out to be the the character that was introduced in Superman of Metropolis because the main villain um before they introduced Brain Cell was that character that is the cyborg in um Worlds of War. I forget what his name is, but uh uh da, 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 da. future state start I just have to find it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't have been looking for him here. <clears throat> oh, the Andre Trojan. Yeah, that's him. Andre Tro- Trojan Solutions. Yeah. And that's yeah. that that's the cyborg that Midnighter's dealing with in this book. Well, and here's something that I kind of I kind of overlooked when I first read it, but at the very begin, at first page of issue one, and this is pretty crazy. Like this dude must be pretty powerful because he, so he exiled Lex Luthor 
and crippled LexCorp. Um, just to do that, like this dude has to be pretty powerful. Yeah. To take take down Luther. And Midnighter does have a run-in with Mr. Miracle before he goes about his own business and leaves him there. Yeah, I like I, I like the backups. Personally, I like the backups in this book more than I did the the other one. I know I you like too. the I know you like the Guardian one and the it's kind of a cool concept that Mr. Miracle's trapped in the bottled city of not mm-hmm. Candor but of Metropolis. But <laughs> uh, oh, we forgot to mention though that uh, he does ha- John does have a uh, fight with Supergirl because Brain yeah. Cell gets a hold of her, right? Um, and then she gets control and later on comes to help Jonathan in the second issue. Yeah, but she's she's also really pissed off at him for sh- for shrinking the city. <laughs> shrinking the city, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like a rookie mistake. Like Mhm. He he just like kind of I, I think he even sort of admits like instead of thinking things through, I took the easy way out and, and things sort of worked out. Yeah. Um, but they they might not have. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of he kind of got lucky there that they were able to bring Metropolis back. Yeah. So what what was your favorite backup? Do you think? For me personally, the Midnighter. So I've been I've been really happy with the Grifter. Like the Grifter mm-hmm. in the Batman stories is my favorite, and yeah. by 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 far. Like, <laughs> and then the Midnighter in the. Uh, other backups and we forgot to mention it has a a new black racer of of sorts um yeah yeah that was that i wasn't expecting that one i in and when i saw it was a backup i wasn't sure exactly what to expect from it it was definitely different than what i thought yeah because she doesn't seem to be it, it mentions death and everything, but she doesn't seem to be like related to death. It sounds, yeah. seems like she came from a, a a gaming background, like playing like I, I'm just making this game up, but it's like a a cyborg type. What is what was that movie that just came out on HBO? Or no, it's Alita Battle Angel. That's sort of like what reminded me of this new death rate, you know. Uh, Black yeah, because isn't she's in like a Mac or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like from the first issue, she was sort of like in a game of some sort, and then yeah. she gets ported over to uh, War World as well. So she's she's on War World. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the thing. She doesn't really have um, that tie to death, except she does. Um, um she kind of adopts it because of uh she kind of adopts it i think because of the name black racer mm-hmm. but the uh the midnighter one like it was actually like when you get to the end of it like it was a pretty like deep and complex story yeah. um because he's kind of caught in this uh like time loop sort of thing and he has to figure out how to 
get out of it. Right. <laughs> and uh, it is, in all fairness, it's it's pretty like the deeper story because it has more page count than the others do. Yeah, I, I wondered that because it felt it, fe- long, it feels felt like a full issue. Yeah, like uh, like Superman felt like a full issue, and Midnighter felt like a full issue, and Mister Miracle and Black Racer felt like those eight page backups or something. You yeah. Know? Yep. But uh, it was a doll. It was it was a more expensive book. It was a seven ninety nine versus a five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where you're getting an extra comic book, essentially. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would actually love like something like this uh, monthly. You know, if it was just like a. I mean, it could just be a random m- mix of characters for all I care, but like. Some sort of like anthology, anthology book like that. Anthology, yeah. Really cool. Yeah, so it is the same creative team doing Mr. Miracle. I thought it was a different one. Brandon Easton and <clears throat> Valentine Delandro, because it just seemed like it was written differently. Like, the the second story mother box is 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 a much bigger prominent captioned entity like you could see like in the dialogue boxes when mother box is talking you know yeah with the the yellow yeah. box yeah and you see a little bit of that in the prior issues but it's really heavy in the other one and i i sort of like that Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is the the different Mr. Miracle. It's not the this the Shiloh Norman. This isn't the mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle that we're used to seeing. Although Shiloh Norman was, I mean, for those that didn't read the original Kirby, he was in the original Kirby story. So like Shiloh Norman's been around a long time, and then there was. There was another series, I don't know if it was Volume 3, but in Volume 3 of Mr. Miracle, it focuses on Shiloh Norman again. So, yeah, it's, uh, I enjoy it. I I especially like the interaction between Mother Box and him. Like, I, I like seeing that. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was almost kind of like uh, Booster and Skeets. Yeah. But the Midnighter story, I thought, I, I was more engrossed in it. But I like yeah. I like yeah. I like those Wildstorm characters quite a bit. I just think they're written really well. Like, the Grifter story is is awesome. Like I I like reading <laughs> that. That that feels yeah. like very cinematic to me. Like, I don't know. I I would I would hope that the Grifter sticks around in Detective and Midnighter keeps around in Action Comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Going forward. 
Yeah, I always like seeing those characters again. And I, I never, in the, my wildest dreams, would associate um, those characters with Batman. I mean, Apollo's supposed to be like Superman, and, and Midnighter's right. close to Batman. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that like Grifter is in Gotham. I, at least I, I, I don't remember ever seeing him in Gotham before. Yeah. Yeah, in in Grifter is it's he's kind of like a Red Hood um uh counterpart, you know. He's he's kind of similar to Red Hood. He's got the guns and the red the red mask. And... Yeah. That 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 book's going to get interesting too. I haven't read beyond where we left off, but uh I I I'm interested to see if Red Hood is what side he's going to fall on. Cause when we mm-hmm. first read him, he was on the magistrate side and yeah. And then it looked like things were going to be turning real quick. The other direction. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite of the, the stories in these that we read, including um, the, the, the main ones, including the main ones. I, I think the, the Superman Worlds of War is probably my favorite story overall. Um, I'm it's really it's like written, it's written the best. I mean, whether it's, it's not as action packed or what, but it it's definitely written the best. I think. Yeah, I do too. Well, and I like I I like seeing um, I like seeing Superman in this situation. Like, I really. Um, I'm really curious to see how he's going to get out. And, and it's funny, like even with, even without his powers, um, you know, like, you know, he's going to win, you know, like he, he always, he always just kind of finds the way to do it. Um, just uh, out of sheer will and determination. Um, and yeah, the writing is great. It's, it's, cool to kind of see him in these gladiator battles where he um and he's still like he's still not wanting to kill anybody uh even though they're these you know crazy like alien creatures and um but then yeah after that i'd have to say midnighter i thought the midnighter story was awesome and then when the, the part in midnighter like when when the guy's playing with like time and he, he like reverts him to like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. It's like baby midnighter. I didn't know what happened there. I was like, what is he doing? Like, well, I didn't know how he, he I didn't, the part, the part I didn't get, like I understood how he reverted. The part I didn't get is how he got back, how he mm-hmm. got back to normal. It, it, it just happened um, like over the course of three panels or four panels. Yeah, so he like he was like yeah. little baby Midnighter, and then all of a sudden he was back to normal. Well, and then he was baby, and then he grew old, and then you have the other midnight, like a Midnighter from a different timeline, like jumps through yeah, the door. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so that other Midnighter jumps through the door and helps him, because um, he's he was about to die of old age. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, cool. it, yeah, it really like went off off the rails there at the end and got crazy. It was good though. I like it. Yeah, it was quite enjoyable. <clears throat> so we have to decide on we're we're gonna do Future State, uh, Legion of Superheroes one and two, right? Yeah, and then we could we could include that issue twelve too. Legion of Superheroes. Is there any other ones you want to cover? Um, number 12. Yeah, I'd be fine throwing another one in there if you want. Um, we could do like, we could do Flash, we could do Green Lantern, we could do, um, what, what are some others? Let, let, uh, let's finish the Flash. Let's, let's do the Flash. The Flash? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. <clears throat> okay, so that'll be our next plan, and then we just have to pick what is going to be uh, the off the app. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mm-mm. That's odd. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do New Gods number nineteen through <coughs> excuse me. Um Let me see, I'm confused here. Twelve, thirteen. Let's start with let's do twelve through fifteen. That's the non-Kirby issues. Um. So which? Uh, which? It's volume which... one. Oh, volume one. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So, so what this is, I mean, just so you know, is Kirby did. Um, through eleven. Through eleven, and then it went. Up, the book went on hiatus for like years. Oh, it, five five years. Yeah. Wow. And then came back with a different writer. Return of the and, new guy. And then died in the implosion. So um, mm. the return of the new gods is the one that we're we're gonna cover. Jerry Tw- Conway. Yeah. Is that cool. Twelve through f- fifteen is one of my choices. And uh. I I haven't read that since Spinner Rack, and I only had like <laughs> two at the time. Yeah. So it, it's gonna be, whereas the the Kirby New Gods I've read, I've read like at least three times so far. Let's see. So there's a weird. Uh... I know what my next one is too. There, I think there's a Timberwolf miniseries one through five that'll be my next choice uh timberwolf you said yeah so i was just looking at this new issue they have on the app um 
I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, I don't know if this I don't know if this is the the thing that you mentioned or if this is like a digital only, but it's uh, Milestone Returns Infinite Edition number zero. It yeah, was just... that's gonna that's gonna come out in print, but we can cover the digital one. Um, where is it though? On so the, on I the homepage. No, well, so I I just went to browse all comics and then I sorted by newest, and it's like the newest thing they've put on here. It just says Sorry. milestone returns. Newest. <clears throat> Sort. It's not sorting for me. That's interesting. Huh. But yeah, if you if you type in milestone returns, it should come up. Um. Yeah. So this is cool that they're gonna have it in print too. Um. So you want to choose that? Uh no I, I um. I mean I guess I can. That could be one of my choices. Okay. Yeah, may as well. It's uh, it's forty six pages this issue, and it's got it looks so like it's like... got stories of each of the characters: Static, Hardware, Icon, and Rocket. It's got the um, art by Jim Lee and uh, Dennis Cowan. Yeah, that's cool. So we just need a second one from you now. Okay, let's see here. <clears throat> I didn't know they had that sort newest thing. That's kind of good because you can then sort. To yeah, see I, they just dropped. I kind of. Um... I like using it when I'm just looking at all the comics just to give give myself a different um, kind of view of what I'm seeing. Uh, let's see. Uh, so you've got New Gods... And 15 and uh, Timberwolf. Timberwolf. And then I've got the Milestone one. Um, let's see. Let's uh Let's try um Sticking with the um, 
the the wild storm theme here. Let's go. Um, let's go with the voodoo uh, one through four. The the the, the, the non fifty two one, right? Yeah, the, the one 19... that was before that. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Alan Moore. That's weird that you picked that because <laughs> I was considering that one. Really? I, I have not. I, I I haven't read that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So. I, cool. I had I I was sorting from Z to going the other direction, and I ran across that, and I said, "Oh, that would be an interesting one." And, yeah, and I that's... was looking at like the Grifters and the Midnighters and seeing. There was a, a, a title I haven't read called Wildcore mm. that I almost picked, but yeah. I really want to read this Timberwolf, so I, I kind of stacked it. I ha- I have not read this Timberwolf series. I have it, but I haven't read it. And the New Gods, this one, I haven't read either. So Yeah. I, I, I haven't read. read Milestone. So this is the first list. It could be the first list where... I've never read any of the books that we're covering, which well, is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, I was sorted the I was sorted from Z to A too, and just saw that yeah. and thought it'd be, be cool. I like the covers for sure. Yeah. I I I, I liked the New Fifty Two, Wildstorm stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, so that's uh. The, the new pick, you pick them, New Gods, 12 through 15, Timberwolf, 1 through 5, Milestone Returns, 0, and Voodoo, number 1 through 4. And then the books yep. that we're covering, Legion of Superheroes, number 12, uh, Future State, Legion of Superheroes, 1 and 2, and Future State Flash, 1 and 2. So that's what that's it. Yeah. You you can uh, reach us on the Twitters at Mike Myers Brunch and at KPettit5 and at the website DCNoisePodcast.com and on Facebook at DC Noise Podcast. Click the like button, follow the episodes there. But the best place to get a hold of us is, is on the Twitter. Oh, we had one question. Oh, yeah, I we did. I forgot about it. <clears throat> Yeah, I saw that. It was from Jason, and I think I think the gist of it is what Marvel characters would you like to see in the DC Universe, not in a crossover? That Marvel character would have their own series and participate in DC events. <clears throat> That's a tough one. Because um, with uh, so many of the well, with with all of the characters, you you um, you know part of their identity becomes the, the the universe that they come from. You know. Yeah. Um, In reality, I would never want to see a move like. Yeah. I w- yeah. I wouldn't want. I want my Marvel to be my Marvel and my DC to be my DC. But yeah. I I do like to see crossovers like where they go over. But if I had to. If I had to move one of them over, I would probably move over somebody that 
I can't find a like an analogy a character that's similar. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You wouldn't want like a a heavy hitter, I don't think, like Captain America. Um I'll uh let's see. Hmm. I'd go with Spider-Man just because there's 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 nothing like him. I mean, the closest you can get is maybe like Sideways or or some of those really obscure yeah characters. Yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good one, I think. Um, because yeah, because you could um, you could put him you could put him in his own city. Um, you could have yeah. him in his own, his own city because. You could even throw him in New York. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, throw him in New York because, yeah. You, but I, I would got... want the I would want the younger Spider Man. I don't want the older guy. I want yeah. I, I would want him like when he's still a teenager. So Peter Parker or yeah, yeah. okay Peter Parker Spider Man. Or yeah. I would go. I would even go for Miles because he is younger. Mm-hmm. So so like. Uh, somebody that's young in the spider world. Cause I can't think of anybody that has like spider powers over. <laughs> Even cap is tough. Like cap is, is kind of like Superman, but you still have the guardian. Right. You yeah. have other characters that are like him. And then the Hulk, we, we just have that new age guy. Uh, wh- what was his name? I forget what his name was, but he was like the Hulk for the DC universe. Oh, um, was it uh, was it Brimstone? Damage, damage. Oh, da- damage. Okay, Brimstone damage. was the Ghost Rider one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I I think uh, you know actually I think Ghost Rider would be cool in DC. Um. Because I'd like to see maybe, um, I mean, there are some of the the darker, like, horror-type characters, like, you know, Spectre, um, and Phantom Stranger kind of has an aspect of that. But I, I think Ghost Rider would be cool in DC to just to bring the kind of horror uh, flavor, a darker, you yeah, know. Yeah, they, they have your uh, DC. Hero. Justice League Dark, those kind of characters. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I, I would say somebody, you know, more more minor, I guess, kind of like Ghost Rider would be cool. Yeah, that would be a good one. Even though you have Brimstone, he doesn't drive a motorcycle <laughs> or a car. Yeah, so. and there aren't, I don't know, at least I'm not, I'm not thinking of any off the top of my head that are, that really rely on, on a tool like a motorcycle or a car as much, yeah. you know, in the DCU. Yeah, Brimstone, the only thing that sort of his is they both sort of sold their souls to the devil and got mm-hmm. powers like from hell, but they're different in the fact that you have a flaming skull driving a motorcycle, which is one of the coolest 
<laughs> iconic looking things that you could oh yeah show and swinging the chain mm -hmm. yeah say what you will about the ghost rider movies but seeing him on the bike with the chain and stuff is pretty damn awesome <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah so uh yeah but I i'm with you it the marvel and the dc characters sort of they seem like they they belong in different places, like just overall. Yeah, and that's I, I, that's they feel different. Like it, it would be weird oh, yeah. moving them. Yeah, and vice versa sure. too. Even though you have the Squadron Supreme over there, which is sort of like the Justice League. But you, um, you, uh. For me, when I think of, like, certain characters, well, any character, really, like, part of it, part of their identity, I feel like, is the other characters they're linked to and their, yeah. city, their city they live in, you know, and... Their teams um, just, that they're part of, and, yeah. Yeah, all the ties within the universe. That's what makes each of the universes so great, is all yeah. the ties between all the different characters, yep all right well we can wrap this one up and uh we'll we'll we have quite a bit of reading stuff to although i don't i don't think the legion of superheroes is one of those big books i think it's the flash is definitely a short one hmm. and legion of Sur superheroes is not a long book <clears throat> I, I was I'll, I'll tell you right now i was kind of I felt that Bendis was given a timeline and saying, wrap, just wrap this up. Like, <laughs> like, I, I really do. Yeah. Because he was, he was, he was doing like Bendis is not a, a quick writer. He's, he's really decompressed and it takes him a while to get there. And he, I think he was building to his own version of the great darkness saga. Yeah. And, I, I think DC's direction was wrap this shit up. Like <laughs> you have one more issue plus two future states and get her done. Like, yeah, it's such, which a is shame. kind of a bummer yeah. because there's so many characters and so much more to tell. And I, I, I guess my biggest worry is that Legion is, is going to go on hiatus again. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's such a it's such a bummer too because waiting so long for another legion book and then it happens and th if this is if this is all we get from it, it it definitely falls short yeah um not not the effort from bendis no um, or or the the quality of writing but just the just what what dc was allowing him basically right <sighs> Just bad timing, I guess. I don't know what it is. Uh, they were talking about it on 11 o'clock comics, and two of them weren't reading it at all. And then David was reading it and liking it, so he felt into my camp. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't think the other two guys gave it a chance. Like, yeah, I, I don't know why. I can't explain why that. It seems like the demand is there, but 
it's not really there because people aren't backing it. So I don't I don't know what the problem is because it's yeah. not selling well. Well, all the I mean, Legion is it's such an it's such an old title. Um, you know the the Legion fans are growing. The Legion fans are getting older. Um, yeah, maybe they and, just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, and you got I mean people that are new, you know, coming into comics new, like they're not gonna have any idea who the Legion is. Yeah. You know. And I I was hoping that they'd play more on um, Rose and Thorn because mm-hmm. it, it was such a big deal in Legion of Superheroes Millennium, you know, mm-hmm. that she she was sort of like driving. She was like the bridge between centuries. Like she yeah. lived all that time. Yeah. And she sort of showed up in like two issues just there, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was weird. Because they made such a big deal of her. But I don't know. All right. Well, we can wrap this one up and we'll be Legion centric for the most part. <laughs> and if yep. Timberwolf wins, then you're, you have a really hardcore Legion uh, focused yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. Yep. And, and Le- Timberwolf and. In this particular series, he's drawn really weird. He he does look more like a wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind than, of than, like than, a, than yeah. like any of the what we're used to seeing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good one and uh, yep. have some good weeks of work there. And I hope yeah, I you hope too. your uh, daughter can get back to school. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Take it easy, Mike. You too. Bye. Yep. See ya.